Welcome to the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a podcast for the innovators from the experts. We know that you're busier than ever, and the last thing you need as a business applications innovator is a lengthy, drawn-out podcast where you walk away with the possibility of learning something new. Well, that's how the Digestible Dynamics Podcast is different. Each episode will contain one digestible tidbit about Dynamics 365 that you can immediately apply to your business. With the combined experience of three decades in the business application space, Dr. KJ and I understand that the power of technology is not about the features and functions, but rather the value it can bring to your business to help you transform and drive growth. That's why we'll focus on the most useful things that you need to know about the Dynamics 365 platform. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, your number one source for snackable tidbits to help you optimize your Dynamics 365 experience. Now, we've talked about a lot of different co-pilots so far on this show, which we highly recommend you go check out because they're spoken to by a lot of uh, very bright and colorful people that really highlight the business value of what Copilot can bring to the end users. So KJ, I want to ask you, uh, what has been your favorite Copilot that we've talked about on the show? Kevin, that's a great question. And my favorite Copilot is Sales Copilot. Um, I've been using it for a multitude of things with Inside Dynamics, um, really just understanding my opportunities, where we're at with the customer, digging into their background of the company and understanding where my opportunities are to go and influence different parts of the business, um, not just within that opportunity, but others that I may have. And just bringing that data together for a more uh, comprehensive uh, review and bringing new technologies and new conversations to a customer to help them uh, expedite their uh, cloud transformation. Love that. Definitely using it in the real world. And I'm a little biased when it comes to my favorite co-pilot when I think about co-pilot for, for customer service, because that's what I primarily am demonstrating to my customers. But I guess I'll pivot. And, and I think co-pilot for power apps is huge. Uh, co-pilot for Canvas apps, Copilot for uh, Power Automate, Copilot for Power Virtual Agent, being able to use plain language to create a custom app, a custom chatbot, or a custom Power Automate flow is huge because we're further democratizing that access to data and the, the ability to create a solution for a business problem is just all you have to do is describe, okay, I need X, Y, and Z. You don't have to think about what variables are going to be needed. Copilot is going to recognize what you're saying, and then you can tweak it accordingly. So you're moving way faster than ever before. And a lot of our guests talk about Copilot being able to augment and improve and enhance what the frontline workers or the end users are doing. And that is what I love about Copilot for Power Apps when you're creating these uh, business solutions. That said, we do have another expert on to talk about Copilot for field service. Today, I'll introduce you all to Hector Garcia Teado, and we'll dive into Copilot for field service. Hector Garcia Teado is a partner director of product management for Dynamics 365 field service at Microsoft, overseeing product vision, roadmap, and strategy. Prior to this role, he was the head of product management of Dynamics 365 Remote Assist a mixed reality application that allows better frontline worker communication. Before that, he held various product management roles in the Azure IoT organization. He also spent several years in IBM software in their lab service team serving the EMEA region. Hector holds a 
BS in physics from the University of Vigo in Spain, and an MBA from MIT Sloan School of Management in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Digestible Dynamics Podcast. On this episode, we're going to talk about co-pilot for field service, and we have an expert here with Hector Garcia Tejado, who is a director of product management for field service. Welcome, Hector. Hey, thank you, Kevin and Kenneth. Is so happy to, I'm so happy to be here. Wonderful. And let's just dive right in. When we think about co-pilot for field service, what even is it? Yeah, it's, you know, co-pilot for field service is bringing all the goodness of large language models and all the revolution that's men in the context of the key personas that play a part in field service. And what are the key personas that we talk about? It's managers, field service managers, of course, you know, these are the people that are creating work, managing work, um, you know, taking care of um, resourcing utilization, et cetera, and key KPIs. Um, another persona that's very important are uh, dispatchers and schedulers as well. So how do we think about, about co-pilot in the context of helping helping dispatch resources? And of course, last but definitely not least, all the frontline workers, right? All the technicians. So how do we think about... <clears throat> Co-pilot in, in the context of that. So like we recently um, are in public preview mostly for manager scenarios and we're very excited um, about it. And I'm, I'm happy to dig a little bit more into, into what that means for us. No, that's excellent. And so as you, you know, you look at field service, um, I've, I've had the, the privy to play with field service a little bit and talk to customers around, um, you know, the dispatchers, the schedulers and, and all of those things. When you see this co-pilot coming in, do you see this being more of a input tool to really like easily schedule resources to go and take care of X work? Yeah, I think, you know, when I think about the broader framing of co-pilot and what it means for field service beyond the personas, I think there's like three key pillars. Number one is augment the frontline skills, right? Like how are you actually able to, 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 to make them smarter through the capabilities of Copilot, right? right? The second one was the whole theme about assistant and collaboration. So how are you using Copilot to become your assistant when you're fixing a job, when you're trying to schedule somebody, when you're trying to manage a work order, right? And how, do you, how does Copilot help you collaborate better? For example, can Copilot tell me which technician is available for a quick call in order to do a repair? Right? Can Copilot right. help me create the right instructions for this specific um, uh, fix? Uh, can Copilot tell me the, you know, all those sorts of things? Um, and then uh, also using the power of all, the third point would be auto generation to improve productivity. So, how can Copilot take the mundane tasks, for the lack of a better word? In fact, there's a, according to the Microsoft um, research on the work trend index, 65% of the frontline work, uh, workers, most of the time, they spend in mundane tasks. Right, like yes. inspections, QA, validation. So how does Copilot can help or how can it help with auto generation to improve productivity, right? I think Copilot, the beauty of Copilot is also that what I like, 10%, 50% gains, right? And in the right. in the world of field service, in the world of frontline, 10% is a lot because it tends to be, a lot of times tends to be a low margin business or a business where time is money, literally, because you're going from booking to booking. So being able to achieve, um, you know, um, enhancements of productivity of like 5, 15, 20% is just game changer in the industry, frankly. That is a great point. And I love that you tied a metric to it because the 5, 10, 15%, when we think about those mundane tasks, 
you get bogged down and it just takes up so much time. So co-pilot in that, I love that you're talking about that with uh, the generation of even something as simple as how do I respond to this customer and co-pilot having that ability to say, this is how you should email it. These are one of the prompts. That is probably one of the biggest things I'm seeing when I'm speaking to customers today. Are you seeing that as well in that capacity? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, our friends from customer service just uh, recently released a study um, where they evaluated the impact on Copilot uh, for customer service scenarios inside our Microsoft organization. And the results have been astonishing. And we're working on doing the same thing for field service, right? Because it's very important. One of the key things that customers ask is like, this is great. Um, who else is using it? You know, how are we know? Uh, how is it working? Are people happy? Because there's also sometimes a little bit of like wariness around AI and AI taking jobs. And my humble opinion about this is like AI here is here to help. Yes. Right? It's, it's helped to empower people. Unfortunately, I think that for the longest time, the frontline workforce, um, you know, frankly, hasn't had access to the cutting-edge technology. And, and they've right. been a little bit neglected compared to, say, information workers. So I'm always super excited to see how the latest and greatest tech can actually help what is actually a big, big portion of the global workforce, right? The frontline is right. most people are frontline and not, not sitting in front in a desk in, in Excel, right? And a lot of people are deskless workers. So definitely. Yeah. So no, great stuff. I think, you know, the big thing customers really want to know is the security, data security. How are we keeping their data safe? Um, I, I think that's probably your number one or one A question that you get from customers is about security. So I would love to hear your take on on how we're thinking about security in itself. Yeah. And, you know, that's the beauty of like dynamics, I think, as a platform and also, you know, being able to build on Power Platform and Ultimate Azure, because there, there's there's a couple of things, right? The way we think about Copilot and dynamics is from an architectural standpoint, security, compliance, etc., it's all the same layer, right? We all share the same common AI platform, customer service, sales, marketing, field service, whichever. So that's very important. So when it talks about security, of course, whenever Copilot works with your data, that is absolutely sealed. And, and you know that's your data and Copilot just works with your data. And that is that. The other thing that I think it's important that a lot of people don't know is like we have, for example, a common responsible AI uh, service that we all query, right? To make sure that it's not only secure, but it's also safe, right? It doesn't it doesn't go into like things like hallucinations and you know like bad queries and things like that. So we're putting a lot of like central investments as Microsoft, you know, starting from Azure, but also moving into Power Platform and Dynamics to make sure the whole information is secure, um, you know, and ethical as well and responsible. That totally makes sense. And definitely yeah. that's a consistent theme that we hear across the board for Copilot. Your data is your data. You're training your particular Copilot model the way that would be optimized for your business. That said, uh, the way I'm understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, the managers, as they're being helped to kind of schedule things, you can say, oh, that's not actually the right, most optimal time to schedule. You can kind of educate Copilot as you're working to find the most optimal uh, scheduling pathway, if you will. Is that is that correct? Yeah, let me give, walk you through an example, for example, of, of one hero use case, right? So a manager would receive an email, like a lot of our frontline managers start their work, on, you know, sometimes in their Dynamics console, but a lot of times on email and receive an email or they might, you know, receive a Teams exchange or what have you say, a message. Copilot is able to like basically inspect um, the email, understand where is it coming from, the sentiment, the, uh, and then 
Based on that, it's able to suggest, first of all, the kind of work order that you need to open. So what work order type, the sentiment, the priority, uh, potential, you know, promise time windows, all the typical work order fields that uh, customers have configured. And then once, you know, of course, the manager is able to review all the information. Copilot is also able to generate a summary of that work order, how that work order should be. And then immediately schedule assistant pops in inside of Outlook and being able to say, okay, given this, these are the people that we recommend uh, in order for you to do it, right? And I think with scheduling optimization, what you see is you see a mix of two worlds. The first world is what I call the world of math, right? Which is operations research optimizations, right? And then the world of LLMs, right? And what we're doing at Microsoft is bringing both of them together. Right, like if you think about traditional, uh, the, the the challenge of traditional um, optimization software is like its inability to learn. You actually have to run the same op- optimization every time, or sometimes you run it in a batch, sometimes you run it daily, etc. What we want to do is we want to tie together the power of LLM with the power of optimization to create that vision, right, for the scheduling copilot and that reality. Hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, that definitely it really makes does. Sense. Uh, I think. Kevin had a follow-up though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I think about customer service, and I know you mentioned that earlier, and them using Copilot, I really see it as a proactive, uh, you're transforming into a proactive customer service strategy. And I'm seeing that same way from a field service perspective too, where it's recognizing, hey, these are maybe some potential connected issues through IoT devices, and we're recommending this is the best a resource scheduling optimization approach you should take. So is that a fair assessment to say that, hey, we're going to transform you from a reactive field service organization to implementing a more proactive strategy? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the the, the journey from reactive to proactive in field service, um, first of all, customer service and field service are sometimes two two sides of the same coin, right? Um, A lot of times, you know, um, customer agents create the, what we call the, the case to work order, right? So you finish a case and you upgrade it into a work order so right. that you can take care of it. So like, and, and, the, and the lines are extremely blurry, right? Sometimes because you never know when customer service ends and when field service begins, especially think about virtual field service and things like that. When And, and you know, the customer, it should be okay that the customer doesn't need to feel the difference between them. It should be a holistic end-to-end service. But going back to your question about proactive, I want to give a, a, a small data point. When when I started on the field service team uh, three years ago, um, the numbers that we saw on connected devices were, you know, in the hundreds of thousands, right? And it was it was a good. We probably had like twenty five percent of our customers using some sort of IoT. Right now, we're it's in the dozens of millions of connected devices in field service, right? Wow. And more than half of our tenants have actually. Um, have IoT-enabled devices. If you let that sink in for a moment. <laughs> um, and then you think about the power of, of Copilot in those scenarios. So being able to work, you know, with it. We're, we're, we're calling this, in my mind, this is what I call asset Copilot, right? So like, how do you, how do you, Gardner called this like a asset as a customer. And so right. how do you start, the, the, the asset almost becomes like the person who says to the system, what do I need in which moment? It's time for my maintenance. It's time for my thing, right? Um, so absolutely, I think Copado will just be a, a booster to that transformation. And then the flip side of that is like once you're able to link your asset entity into Copilot, 
you can very easily start asking questions about when was the last time you were fixed? You know, uh, tell me what is the right instruction in order to do this. And then if you insert all your PDFs and information and all that, Copilot can actually give you tailored instructions if you actually have to do multi-step processes and, and, and things like that, which makes it extremely powerful because as you all know, of course, very well in your own professional experiences, for a technician, finding what to do with the work order and going about it, it's also a big part of their role, right? So Absolutely. how do you actually get about that? So for me, it's, it's, it's as much as manager dispatchers as much as it is for technicians. No, I like that. I, I think, you know, you're bringing together asset data, you know, assets that you have for IoT. You're bringing knowledge data together. You're fusing them together and just making it simpler for the dispatch or the scheduler or the front end worker to go yep. out there and actually execute. And I think yes. that's amazing. So which line of businesses do you really see benefiting from, you know, co-pilot and, and field service? Uh, yeah. What are you seeing in the field? Great question. You know, it's across the board, but I would say low-hanging fruit, a lot of traction in, in manufacturing, of course, professional mm -hmm. services, commercial industries, energy, utilities, um, you know, just the, 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 the typical service operations, that service operations heavy type industries. Um, I think it just becomes extremely, extremely important. And, you know, we've, we've had the pleasure when we, when we released our um, public preview back in August, we had the pleasure of working with some amazing partners like Hitachi or Avanade um, and some ISVs like Tech Labs and customers like J&J, Pepsi. Um, and they all kind of point, first of all, they gave us extremely valuable feedback for us. And, and second of all, they're all pointing of the value of these across industry and kind of like, you know, being able to empower all these personas regardless of the type of job they do. So like, I love that we're all trying to seek the, the, the common the commonalities, you know, beyond industries. Love it. Well, Hector, you gave us a lot of information as to what Copilot is and ultimately how it's going to benefit the end users and customers. And I love that there was an emphasis on the front end workers because they're going to be impacted to Copilot as well. So if we can schedule things in a more optimum fashion, I'm sure that would make their lives better and ultimately improve the overall customer experience. So thank you so much for talking about Copilot for uh, field service with us. It was my pleasure to be here. Um, I'm very glad uh, you had me in this conversation and uh, um, looking forward to coming another time. Yeah, when we get more co-pilot for field service features, we'll have you back on. Sounds great. Thank you for tuning in to Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a show for you, the innovators, with content directly from the experts. While we only cover one tidbit of Dynamics 365 per episode, if you want to learn more, Head over to our LinkedIn page by searching for Digestible Dynamics on LinkedIn so that we can guide you to the right resource to help you maximize your Dynamics 365 experience. If you have any other questions, email your host, KJ and KG at digestibledynamics at Microsoft.com. Until next time, folks.